With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Bonjour, mes amis. This is Ed McGrogan here with the first Tennis in 10 podcast. During the 2017 French Open, we uh, we did this before at last year's U.S. Open, a 10-minute rundown of the day's play, hopefully useful for your train ride, car ride, walk to work, walk downstairs to your home office, whatever uh, whatever you need to do to uh, to keep the uh, to keep it going. So let's uh, not waste any time, obviously, and look back on um, a day one that is typically at the, you know, the French is the only slam that starts on a Sunday. And typically this day is really drama free. Um, not many big names typically scheduled. That's that's changed a little bit over the years. So I think there's been some resistance to having a day that seems more than anything like a money grab just to get an extra session in. And, you know, that's so like I said, over the years, I think it's gotten a little bit better today. Um, was one of the days where I think it was probably one of the most notable Sunday we've had at Roland Garros, uh, first Sunday so far. Uh, two reasons for that. You have Petra Kvitova, who comes back after um, not having played since the home invasion, which um, left her injured severely, her left hand. She is a, a lefty, as, as many of you know. Um, and she comes back. First match back um, since then, and um, and and wins. Uh, I, it's almost as if there is not a lot you can almost add. Is that a lot you can add to just the fact that the result was you know really irrespective of of just the achievement of her playing. It was really uncertain up until the draw actually was made um, on Sunday that if if we were even going to see Kvitova a play. Um, instead, she goes out and defeats Julia Bowser up number 85 in the world, three and two, um, on a match that you know started this event in, in, in as feel good a fashion as you can. And um, you know, Kvitova was you know we we saw that on the court with her. Um, you know, the emotions obviously came out there. You saw it when she um, talked to press and to Tennis Channel afterwards. That this is a this is obviously one of the biggest um, you know one of the biggest wins I think she's had um, and afterwards in press or it was you know they she has said that you know that the ends of her extremities her fingers there are still not responding or working as she put it I believe and um, her and her doctors agree that if if it ever gotten to a point where it seemed like it was getting um, detrimental that she would pull the plug on this, but it's it's great to see that she was um, you know able to come back in 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 such a such a beautiful way. Um, 
you know, it's it was a, a lovely way to start the event. And it's it's in pretty great contrast um, to the match that followed, and that was top seed Angelique Kerber. Um, you know, it's hardly I, – I, I'm trying to remember really a number one seed going down the first round that doesn't seem like it's that big of an upset. Um, I think that's just really the way that Kerber's season has gone. I think that kind of – says it all when you looked at it from that context there it's you know even in my expert picks for um you know my part of that submission for the um women's event at, at Roland Garros here I put Kerber as the bust pick I, I just did not see any way that let alone she would make her seed and end up in the final um I thought the second week would be honestly a stretch considering how poorly she's played on clay and she had the proverbial, you know, unseated, um, you know, and looming sort of player in Ekaterina Makarova, um, who is, you know, who has done this before at Grand Slam events. And, um, you know, for Kerber to go down two and two, um, you know, so disappointing on its own right there. When you kind of look at how it transpired, it's even it's even more difficult to stomach. She um Really, only I thought I thought the first sign of life in this match didn't even come until um, the second set, and she was down three love with and uh, breaking back at that point. Second set was filled with breaks. Um, I think there was uh, only about two or three holds at the most. I think it's actually just two. Um, and you know, one of the. Uh, you know, one of the reasons, of course, you have to give credit to Makarova for, um, you know, for for looking, you know, for, for kind of putting Kerber in difficult positions where, you know, she has been made to doubt herself all year and to feel this pressure of holding this number one ranking. It, it has not suited her well, clearly. Um, when you had Serena Williams in their last year, I think – that freed up Angie a lot to know almost that, um, you know, sort of subconsciously that Serena is still out there. And this, it was kind of really that fairy tale run that ended up lasting beyond the Australian Open. Rarely, rarely did it, does it last so long as it does for Kerber, who made the Wimbledon final and won the U.S. Open last year. Um, but today, I mean, we, we're, we're seeing really Kerber kind of at the bottoming out point of a world number one, which is so strange to say, um, but but here we are with it. Um, you know, she is typically, you know, her game is, is counterpunching. We, we, we've known that, uh, playing the angles. Um, but I thought she actually really went for too much in a way against Makarova and, you know, completely to her detriment. It was, you know, and, and unable to convert some pretty significant um, – break chances later on too as well um so it, it, obviously a, a draw that was wide open just continues to you know to the chasm keeps you know growing recently uh 19 of the last 21 grand slam term winners are out before the first monday you only have Muguruza and kvitova left of major winners since 2012 um certainly that's the big two stories of the day um I'm, I'm kind of want to run down some scores here that we see, you know, Grigor Dimitrov is straight setter over Stefan Robert. 
Um, you have two, you know, one of the other Chatrier matches was an all French matchup, five setter between Luca Puy and Julian Beneteau. Puy wins six four in the fifth, um, and a really sort of that, you know, that it, you think about the opening Sunday as well. I think I think one reason we have to always remember is that from a U.S. perspective, you're going to see players on get top billing on on um, big courts that you would never see at other slams as well. And that's just, you know, that's how it goes for every slam. Aussies in Australia, you know, British at Wimbledon, and, of course, the Americans at the Open. Um, we'll keep going down. Kuznetsova, 7-5-6-4 over Mikhail. Dominic Team over Bernard Tomic, 4-0-2. Um, just a whitewashing there. And um, speaking of bottoming out, I mean, that is that is subpar from uh, Mr. Bernard Tomic there. As good as team is on clay and as good as he's been playing, um, that's a horrific score line for uh, Bernard, uh, especially taking the, the bagel in the second set. Venus Williams, six four seven six. She advances as well as Ivo Karlovic, fellow 30-something in straights as well. Sabolkova wins 2-1. And, one, and uh, we keep going and looking, working around here. Um, one score early in the day I thought was really uh, one of the better early matches. Monica Puig over Roberta Vinci, 6-3, 3-6-6-2. The only match not to be completed today was Steve Johnson. Um, his match, and I just want to uh, make sure I get the score correctly here. And um, him in action against uh, Yuji Segura. And they are right now uh, in a fourth set. Johnson won the first two Segura's uh, third set victory and, and leads four to two in the fourth as well. Um, that'll be uh, one to watch tomorrow to keep, uh, you know, to really keep an eye on for um, an, an possible early upset there. Madison Brengel over Julia Gerges, 13 11 in the third set. Great stat also. The last player to beat Serena Williams is Madison Brengel. Um, other scores uh, Kushkin, Baczynski, um, uh, Shelby Rogers, quarterfinalist last year, all advanced. Bellucci as well over Lajovic in four sets. Tomorrow, uh, what you want to watch day two, uh, as I kind of frame it, you know, first and 10, uh, Zverev and Nadal, who were masterful in the clay court season, their title quest begins. Zverev going for his first major of any sort, um, and Rafa going for his 10th French Open title. And I think it's an appropriate way to end uh, the Tennis and 10 podcast. Uh, looking ahead to Rafa's 10th at Roland Garros. Talk to you tomorrow. You've been enjoying the Tennis.com podcast. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.